G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. We're going to be talking about prayer, the simple reality that God answers prayer. So why does God seem to answer some people's prayers and not others? Well, I wonder if it has something to do with our attitude to prayer, what we understand from the Bible and the way that we live our Christian lives. Well, for some people, prayer is about praying for things. For others, prayer is about coming to God with needs or concerns and the issues that we face. Sometimes prayer is our last resort in a crisis, and sometimes it is simply a prayer of thanks. So how tangible does an answered prayer need to be for you? And what does it mean when there is an obvious answer and evidence that the answer is real? How does prayer produce in us the fruit of the Holy Spirit? How does prayer raise our expectations and change the attitudes of our hearts to make us content or optimistic about our circumstances? Well, we're going to be talking through some of these things over this next hour. You can feel free to be part of our conversation. We'll open our talkback line on 1-800-316-316. Preacher and author Nick Watson is back with us today, 30 years as a pastor. These days, he travels the world. International speaker, speaking in churches around the world. His latest book is called God's Healing Belongs to You. He's written some other books too called You Can Prophesy, Supernatural, Simple, Safe, and 34 Faith Lifters that bless and build believers. A special welcome along to 2020 to you, Nick Watson. Thank you very much, Neil. It's great to be here with you. Nick, as we get the conversation underway, uh, you've been doing some traveling this past year. What have, uh, what, where's your, your travels taken, taken you to? Well, I went to four nations in the UK, which was, uh, Wales, England, Scotland, and Northern Ireland. And uh, then more latterly in uh, the USA and Canada. And it was just great to connect with some of the churches there. And there certainly were some answers to prayer that were uh, realized in those meetings. Interestingly, because when you travel, and I've known you for a long time, uh, something like 30 years, I think, if we're actually putting some numbers on there. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, and I've seen you minister lots of times. And when you speak, Something happens in the hearts of believers. It's like faith is birthed in their heart, and they are, in fact, brought to a place where they will be happy to either receive prayer or, for the first time, they've said, I've got a need, I need to submit this to God. And when that happens, and you pray, or perhaps a member of a prayer team prays, miracles are happening in people's lives. And uh, and interesting when that happens, but I wonder if you can reflect on that for a moment, because when we talk about signs and wonders following the preaching of the gospel, this is yes. what follows you when you're speaking at groups all around the world. Yes, it's a privilege to serve God in that way, and it's certainly a joy for all concerned. Um, I mean, just in the trip to Canada, it was quite an amazing thing. A, 
couple of ladies in that church uh, had felt a witness from the Lord about a month earlier that a certain date God was going to do something. And just in the passage of time, there were some delays in communication, this and that. But it turned out that I was going to be in that church on that precise date. And uh, that particular night, uh, a lady who had hip problems, she had the most angelic singing voice. She had hip problems and used a cane and these sorts of things for years. And uh, that night, she felt her hip click back into place. She put aside her cane. Uh, she walked down a flight of stairs to get to the car park and then she danced around the car park waving her cane over her head. And she wasn't the only one that got a touch last night, but she certainly was uh, a highlight, let's put it that way. And uh, But they came expecting and and it's not a matter of a man can't do anything. There's no good expecting anything from me. It's only Jesus and uh, connecting with him the way people did in the gospel era. So as a preacher, it's like you are a little bit the go-between because people have their own expectations. They have their own thoughts about what value there is in prayer. And when they hear from the preacher something that is said that connects their capacity to expect something from God, yes. that that's when something happens. Yes, that's correct. And uh, look, in the end, there's two factors at play. One, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when you're preaching the Bible, it does excite faith in people who are listening. And uh, I guess you mentioned something also uh, just earlier from Mark 16, that after the preaching of the word, signs and wonders do follow. And that's something that if we believe they will follow, they do follow. If we don't believe they will follow, they don't follow. <laughs> so it really gets down to a matter of our own faith as to whether we believe God can be as real today as what he was in Jesus' day. Let me come back to something that I started our introduction with, and that is this idea that some people uh, seem to have their prayers answered and some people don't. And I wonder sometimes whether that is based on what people are praying for, because this idea of, oh, Lord, I need a new car, I'm expecting that new Mercedes to arrive on my driveway any moment now. And then when that doesn't happen, it's like, oh, God doesn't answer prayers. I thought I could ask for anything. So why some people getting their prayers answered and some people not? And uh, whether the way we pray and what we ask for actually is is important here. It is. And, I mean, what you're particularly referencing, I think, in that way of people praying selfishly. It's not that God doesn't want to meet our needs or our desires, but if we have wrong motives, Jesus, well, I guess it was his brother James, addressed it and said, you ask and you have not because you're asking with wrong motives. But the basic reason I feel people's prayers don't get answered is simply the fact that they don't believe God's going to answer them. And they're basically praying in hope uh, rather than praying in faith. And that's the difference. Um, and I know I've prayed many prayers in hope and they haven't been realized. But if you can find a promise of God from the word about your particular need, and when you find that promise, Romans ten seventeen, it will give you faith that a prayer based on that promise will touch God and God will respond because he's committed to his word. 
There's an alignment, isn't there, too? This idea when we pray the Lord's Prayer, your kingdom come. Yes. It's God's kingdom and it's his mission. And we are, in fact, in some sense, searching for the way that we intersect or align ourselves with his mission. And clearly, uh, he's going to answer prayers when it's the fulfillment of his mission. Absolutely. And this is where I guess this alternative, this idea of selfishness comes in here, because if we're completely off on a tangent, well, we ought not to perhaps expect that God's going to answer <laughs> prayers when we're off on a tangent. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And we've all made that mistake. And, uh, uh, and and look, it's not, I mean, Jesus did say also in the Our Father prayer, well, give us this day our daily bread. So it's not that we're not allowed to ask for our daily bread, our daily needs, and you know that we that we want uh, various good things to happen in our life. Jesus said he wanted us to have an abundant life, but again, it gets down to the issue of motive. What's the motive behind our prayer? So I guess there's two factors at play. One is do we believe, and the other is what's our motive. And so if we can get both of those right that we are truly believing and not just hoping and wishing and thinking that we're in some kind of divine lottery that, you know, one day our number will come up and a prayer of ours will get answered. I mean, Christians aren't going to get answers to prayer thinking that way. And also that the motive is, look, uh, uh, yes, I want to be blessed, but I want to be blessed in order to be a blessing. Uh, I don't just want to be blessed so that, uh, you know, I can uh, keep up with the Joneses or get a step ahead of the Joneses and say, well, look at my uh, resources compared to yours. <laughs> and uh, that's not uh, a good motive at all. But I'm sure most Christians have uh, the right motives in terms of what they're asking for. I mean, they, they want their kids' marriages to succeed. They, they want their friends to get healed instead of being hospitalized and and things like that so uh, the real key is the simplicity of what Jesus said ask and you'll receive and and Jesus spoke about the need to have childlike faith childlike innocent uh, faith but trusting faith that says well if you said it daddy you're going to do it so I'm going to believe it the attitude of our hearts important here too, because if the prayer is only ever for things, uh, and you mentioned that's like a selfish way of praying, but then as you say, you know, if you're praying for the strength of the marriage of your children, or if there's a particular need for a healing, uh, or if there's a crisis that you're facing, these are all different dimensions of prayer. Yes, and uh, I suspect. And I'll get your thoughts this, uh, that, you know, people who have not prayed or decided that maybe prayer doesn't work is because they they tried to pray for something and they didn't get an answer. So they, they don't bother about praying for these other things. And they say, well, you know, oh, God has got, you know, it's like God has a rod across my back and uh, I'm going through all of these circumstances and uh, it didn't work when I prayed last time, so I'm not going to pray again. Uh, the attitude of the heart, very important here. Oh, it really is. And, and there's no doubt people have been discouraged, people have been disappointed, and I believe that's one of Satan's great weapons that he uses against Christians, uh, discouragement, disappointment, and so forth, and he really pounds in upon that. And whether they think it consciously or say it out loud, 
they basically start to judge the character of God that, look, God doesn't really love me. Um, God plays favorites. Uh, he wants to bless somebody else, but not me. And, and so on. And as they go down that path of deception, they're no longer operating in faith. And what happens is they're exalting their experience above the promises of God's word. Whereas what we have to do somehow is we've got to take the word of God as truth and as real, uh, and, and by faith bring our circumstances up to be in line with the word of God. And people do the opposite. They rely on their past experiences, anecdotes of other failures and all of that. And so they're getting a negative glass half-empty mindset, and that's not faith. And trying and trying again, not giving up, uh, with a recognition that uh, this is a learning process, because yes. this is a two-way conversation that happens in oh, prayer. Oh, wonderful, absolutely. Because it's not just us asking for things, but it's God actually doing an alignment on the interior, a changing of the thoughts and the attitudes and all of those things that make us who we are. This is God's way of communicating with us in a time of prayer as well. Oh, absolutely. Look, I think, Neil, the important issue you're referring to there is this. The most important value and reason for prayer is to develop a relationship with God. It's to talk to him the way we're talking to each other, the way we talk to our spouses or children. In other words, to build a relationship with him. And I've been emphasizing in my ministry lately that prayer is a two-way street. And what does that mean? It means that we should expect God to respond when we pray, but he will only respond if we spend time worshipfully waiting and listening. He doesn't over-talk us. He waits for us to be still, to know that he is God, and to listen. He said, my sheep hear my voice, and it can be translated, my sheep listen to my voice. And so a lot of people are praying too much and listening too little. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020. On Vision. Our special guest this hour is preacher and author Nick Watson. His latest book is called God's Healing Belongs to You. We'll talk a bit more about that shortly. But as we talk about this issue of prayer, simple prayer, powerful prayer, Nick Watson, this day and age certainly is changing. And, you know, when we talk about living in a secular society, that has its own overtones of uh, secular society sort of almost marginalizes faith and tries to pretend that there is no God. And so your Christianity somehow or other, because the society is pushing that way, tries to minimize the power and impact of your Christian faith. Is this affecting the way that people pray today, do you think? That, uh, that, that you know, somehow or other we feel it's just a secular society, we're getting overwhelmed by all that? Look, I think there are some real problems in society and Christians need to be praying about them. Christians need to be praying for our politicians, uh, for issues around the world. 
And we need through prayer to be believing that we can turn back the tide of darkness that is just washing over the Western world in a terrible way in particular. But of course, other nations as well are suffering with wars and crimes and so on. So prayer is more necessary, but it's not fashionable. I guess that's uh, mm. the reality. It's countercultural to the way the world's going, which is for man to be independent, do it yourself and all that sort of thing. But the bottom line is that God created us. He said, I will be your God and you will be my people. So prayer is a way that proves that God is with us and for us and that we are with him. Because when you pray and God does something, and of course there's lots of testimonies of people having before and after medical advice and the doctors can't explain that, uh, but other answers to prayer as well that take place on a daily basis. And so although it's not fashionable with the world, and I think with a lot of Christians we get sucked into that culture and we reach for the Panadol bottle instead of reaching for God, uh, in order to meet our need. And so we, we do tend to humanize our search for answers instead of going to God first. He can use people, of course, and he does. But uh, I do believe it's something that Christians need to be strong about and even offer to pray for people and even say to a person who's uh, complaining about their life circumstance, just say to them, have you tried praying? Very simple. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's talk about this idea of proving God, because when you have an answer to prayer, that is a proof. And oftentimes we like to think about evidence. And as I reflect on your ministry, I know that these days, when you have people standing up to have a testimony after they've been prayed for in a meeting that you've spoken at, you've got your mobile device out and you like to make a short video of getting that testimony down. These sorts of things are proof that God is moving in the lives of people, but they're proof to the individual as much as they are to raising faith in those around them. Oh, absolutely. Look, someone who gets a word or a touch from God, it can change their life forever. And, uh, I mean, I remember a man in Atlanta, his hand had been frozen for five years as if he had a tennis ball or a cricket ball lodged in his hand permanently. His fingers were locked into this place uh, and his wrist wouldn't fully move. He had a plate inserted by doctors. Anyway, the Lord just released that hand and gave him full movement uh, in just one prayer of faith. Now that guy, he's smiling from ear to ear, his wife smiling from ear to ear. Uh, I mean, everybody is happy for him. Everybody gives glory to God and uh, an experience like that just totally changes your life. And even if it's something smaller than that, uh, my wife once had arthritis in her uh, wedding ring finger and it was causing the ring to really bite in and hurt her and uh, in one answer to prayer the little ring just dropped down uh, and all the swelling and pain left and uh, she hasn't had any arthritic condition there uh, ever since that's at least 20 something years ago and it's a story as you say you carry through the rest of your life uh, when it is an obvious miracle and there is evidence there. Uh, the ring didn't fit. All of a sudden, the ring fitted. Yes. <laughs> okay, those are simple things. one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen to join in our conversation today. Let's take some calls. It's Ramola in Hobart in Tasmania. Hello, Ramola. Welcome along. Hello, how are you? Very well. What are your thoughts? 
Um, look, I'm really interested in what you've been saying. I think it's a great conversation, and um, I've certainly had answers to prayer. Um, I just have a question, though. Just recently I've been praying for a friend whose baby's very sick, and um, there's no treatment for this little boy, and um, it's not going to be a good outcome. So we've been praying for a miracle for him. But I was interested in what you were saying about motivation, because I don't think I'm being selfish. I'm, you know, my heart is no, breaking not. for my friend and for that little boy. Yes. Um, and I know God can heal him, but I don't know whether he will. And does that mean I don't have enough faith? Does that mean if he doesn't get better that, you know, we didn't have enough faith? Uh, look, really, really I, I don't. I, I think that's a wrong way for people to respond. In other words, to accuse others of not having enough faith. There are some mysteries. My last chapter in my book about healing uh, is called um, mysteries, and there are some things that simply cannot be explained in terms of uh, why some people get healed and why others don't. I think. Any form of genuine prayer that's based on the Bible, that's uh, given to God in the name of Jesus, uh, is a prayer of faith. And of course, we do need to strengthen our faith uh, in the realm of healing. That's something that doesn't come naturally to our sophisticated, educated Western minds. And uh, I can certainly assure you, Ramallah, your desire for that child is not selfish, but it is godly. And uh, the Bible would clearly say that God wants the very best for that child. And that's not for the child to uh, live a sickly life and uh, or a short life. So I would keep praying uh, for the child and uh, I'm sure by you ringing in, there'll be other Christians listening on this program will be willing to continue in prayer with you for that child. And it is in God's hands, of course. But one of the most effective forms of prayer is to take the promises of God and give them back to God. And so when it says Jesus was punished so that we would have peace and by his wounds we are healed in Isaiah 53, then if you pray that back to God, that is one of the most powerful forms of prayer that gets God's attention, that reminds him that he has said something and uh, that he watches over his word to perform it. That's what the Bible says. And so we've just got to believe that as you return that word, he says, my word will not return to me void. And so you've got to just believe uh, that... Uh, the condition will turn around and that the child will be restored. Thank you so much to Ramola in Tasmania. We are taking calls on 1-800-316-316. You might like to be part of our conversation. You might have a question. You might have a testimony. Let's take a call. Anthony is in Victoria. Hello, Anthony. Welcome along. Uh, hello. How are you? Very well. Anthony, what are your thoughts? Uh I got problem with uh, St. Paul and the law, uh, Paul, which are supposed to help me, but they are too much blackmailing me. I have a very good lady uh, helper, or whatever you call them. I just had a, a name for it. As a matter of fact, there is name for it. But I'm very sick, and I'm hardly hardly to think about. Uh, I just have one lady here who is constantly blackmailing me. You don't like me. You don't like. You don't get her. Okay, you're not and being I, treated especially well, Anthony. And so, if you were naming the thing that you would like prayer for today, 
uh, what would be the most important thing? Uh, to leave me alone and let the lady come who is coming now for about a year and a half. All right, well, let's uh, let's ask Nick if you can lead us in a prayer. Uh, this is a very unusual sort of thing, but it's nothing that is, there's nothing too unusual to be prayerful about when it's our concern. Uh, this is Anthony. He's in Victoria, uh, clearly feeling mistreated and uh, would like some level of change. It sounds as though he's in a level of care. And, uh, and Nick, lead us in a short prayer and uh, we'll expect a good outcome. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word that says Jesus was punished so that we could experience your shalom peace, your peace in every area of life, in our spirit, in our soul, our mind, will and emotions, in our body, in our relationships, in our circumstances, in every area. And Lord, we just reach out on Anthony's behalf right now to the throne of grace. It says you will provide grace, mercy and help in the very time of our need. And so we pray in the name of Jesus, our high priest, that at this time of need in Anthony's life, you'll release your peace, peace to his body, peace to his mind, his emotions, peace to his relationships, and just surround him with the shalom of heaven in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you so much, Anthony, for being part of 2020 today. And I want to invite listeners. You might have an issue. You might have a question. 1-800-316-316. Our talkback line is open. And if you are having trouble getting through, I'll encourage you because part of the ministry of vision is that we have a prayer ministry. Pray for me. It's vision prayer. And you can call and you can have your prayer request uh, prayed for on 1-800-772-936. That's 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. Uh, or, or you can go online at vision.org.au and you can register your prayer request. There's something like 3,000 requests being received each month uh, on uh, Vision Prayer. And so lots of people being prayed for by someone here at Vision. So uh, you can feel free to call through on our talkback line or you can call Vision Prayer or you can go online and you can leave your prayer request at vision.org.au forward slash prayer. Uh, it's great to hear from people like Anthony because his need was a different sort of a need. And these needs are all relevant, Nick Watson, uh, because sometimes we think of the obvious things. I've got a broken leg. I need it to be healed. But when you've got, I'm feeling mistreated, uh, this sort of thing is equally or even perhaps even for some more important than those sorts of other issues. It is. And, uh, of course, the Lord said, vengeance is mine. And uh, so we ask God to step into those situations to protect us from that injustice and to set the record straight. He said, your righteousness will shine forth like the noonday sun. So there are promises of God for every situation in life. And definitely when we're feeling overwhelmed, there's a wonderful scripture that says, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And we know when Jesus talked about the parable of the house built on sand or rock, that uh, if we stand on ourselves, we can just crumble in the storm. But if we're standing on the rock of God's word, if we're standing on the rock of Jesus Christ as Lord of all, then we can withstand those storms, whether they're external or internal, whether it's a problem we have inside or whether it's a problem in our 
outward world, then the Lord is able to sustain us and to help us get the victory. Uh, Nick, sometimes we are surrounded by people who have all sorts of needs, and yet in us there's a reluctance to pray for those people. It takes a fair bit, doesn't it, to say, I know you've got needs, I'm going to take some time, I'm going to be the person of faith, I'm going to pluck up enough courage, I'm not not sure how it's all going to come out when I do, but but that idea of actually praying for people, it, it takes a bit of courage to do so. It really does, and, and, and I believe God wants more of that. Uh, he wants Christians to put themselves in the firing line, as it were, uh, and to say to people, look, it could be something as simple as my dog's been missing for three days. Well, I'll pray that the Lord will uh, bring your dog back. And and there have been testimonies of Christian witness where that exact thing has happened. And so what people feel are real needs in their life, and uh, God wants to answer those to show how real he is to the world, not just to the church. He wants to show himself real to the world. Nick, let's take some more calls, shall we? Let's hear, first of all, from Sativa. Hello, Sativa. You're in South Australia. Is that the case? Yeah. Hi, Nick. Hi, Neil. Great to hear from you. What are your thoughts on our conversation today, Sativa? Oh, I'm just, I'm just so happy that you, <laughs> you're talking about this. It's um, a, an area which is uh, really touching or heavy on my heart at the moment. Um, but I mean, for me, um, you know, I, I feel um, a couple, two or three years ago, I, uh, I found some affirmations, and they were just basically um, affirmations all about when Jesus healed and all of His promises. Um, when he was here and um, I sort of took on those affirmations because I've had a a long um, history of illness and also pregnancy loss and 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 so um, that sort of led me to healing um, you know and the healing is taking a long time but I guess um, what I'm getting to is I feel that the Lord has given me um, through prayer has answered my prayers and given me tools and um, just understanding of his word in the Bible and Wonderful. Um, the magic things that he can do. But I feel a bit held back because um, the uh, Christian beliefs of um, my um, family around me or some of my family around me and the traditional church views on <laughs> on certain things. And so I guess my question is, what's the best way to tackle that? Uh, Great thoughts, and I suspect something that many of our listeners will identify with. Uh, You want to be a person of faith and prayer and doing those active things, but somehow or other you feel held back from even the Christian believers around you because they are not on the same page that you're on. Uh, Nick Watson, your thoughts for Sativa? I think Sativa, the walk of faith, can be a lonely walk. Uh, Even Elijah thought he was the only one who was uh, serving the Lord at that time, and yet God said, I've got 7,000 others. And people's attitudes are all different in terms of their progression with Christ and their faith in the Word and faith in the Lord. And it's great that you have been progressing the way that you have, and I'm sure in Jesus' name, and I agree with you in prayer, that your healing will manifest in fullness in Jesus' name. And uh, the family and uh, certain church uh, people who don't share that walk of faith, when they see the evidence of Jesus, 
that can help them realize that the Bible is literally what it says. It literally can do what the Bible already says instead of just relying on secular and medical and other humanistic ways of improving our lot in life. Don't be frustrated by where other people are at. Um, Just keep your own faith walk with God and he will reward you and he will demonstrate not only to you but to those around you. Just like so many of the healings, the families and the cities where people lived were just turned right side up because of the miracles that Jesus did. And so one of the things that God responds to is not just faith, but faithfulness in faith, persistence in faith. And as you just keep that walk, whether it's lonely or not, then eventually you'll see God doing the persuading of those around you. So, Tiva, thank you so much for your question, for your telling your situation for us today. Our talkback line open on 1-800-316-316. Let's take a call from Sue. Hello, Sue. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Underwood. From Underwood. Underwood uh, in Logan, just south of Brisbane. What are your thoughts today? Um, just listening to I, I, I uh, bear witness of what the other lady was saying. Um, how it's really good to actually have this topic. It's awesome. Um, I've struggled uh, uh, with being able to trust and believe God in different areas. Um, but one thing I have learnt is that um, <coughs> excuse me is that you can't fast track. Uh, your relationship with God because it has to be developed between you and the Lord yourself and it's really awesome to be able to get prayer uh, with other people to stand with you because we all need each other as a body of Christ and we need to have that support and I think that's very important I think one of the things that can happen is you can feel like oh I should be here I should be there I should be at this level in Christ or whatever and you can shy away from getting prayer but it's the exact opposite you should be uh, reaching out and being able to talk to someone that you can trust to have prayer and it's an amazing support to be able to do that and um, to be able to um, rely on God uh, to uh, minister through that person to you as well. Amen. And, Good thoughts. Um, yeah. Good thoughts, it, Sue. Like you, can't, you can't fast track your... Um, relationship with God. That's that's the, one of the biggest. Nick Watson, Sue's making a good point there. You can't fast track. In fact, we're on a lifelong journey here. What are your thoughts for Sue? Uh, Sue, I think uh, what you've contributed this morning is a great encouragement to uh, everyone listening. And the fact is that there are things that are built over a lifetime with God. There are things that are built over years and decades, and uh, we mustn't be judging ourselves harshly by comparing to other people, saying, oh, someone else is at that level, I should be at that level, and so on. All we can do is just walk our own walk with the Lord. And uh, you've learnt that balance of being hungry for more, and yet, as Paul said, I'm content in all circumstances, whether I abase or abound, whether I've got plenty or little. And, uh, you know, God has obviously brought you to that place. And I love what you were saying about uh, connecting with other Christians. Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst. And so there is a power in the prayer of agreement. And uh, I think that that's an important matter to bring forward to other people that while ever we try and just deal with things ourselves, we're like a soldier that's isolated from the rest of the army and we need to get back into the formation 
with our other fellow believers and come into that prayer of agreement and see God do great and glorious things and give us the victory. Thank you so much to Sue. 1-800-316-316 to join in our conversation. Let's take a call from Jas. Hello, Jas. Welcome along. Yes. Uh, Neil, uh, I'm ringing from Sydney. My daughter is just recently diagnosed with <laughs> congenital serious disease, which is progressive of both eyes. Mm. And at the moment, there is no treatment for it. At the moment, my daughter is okay, but... I believe I have faith that God heals. He is a healing God. And we heal by Jesus, not Jesus' stripes. I just want to pray. I want Nick to pray for my daughter. What's your daughter's name, Jess? My daughter's name is Tarana. T-A-R-A-N-A. She's Tarana. 27 years old. Okay. Well, Nick, would you lead us in a prayer? And, uh, and Jess, we're going to ask all the listeners who are tuned in all around Australia to join in this prayer too. Nick, lead us. Father, we thank you for Jesus being the same yesterday, today and forever. We thank you, Lord, for the miracles of healing blind eyes in the Bible. And Lord, we know that Jesus still does the same today. And Father, we take authority over this disease of CDS or concerning these eyes And we command that disease to leave Tarana's body in Jesus' name. We speak over her what the Bible says, that you, God, forgive all our sins. You heal all our diseases. You renew our youth like the eagle. You take us back to before the problem started. And Lord, we command this disease to be healed in Tarana's eyes in Jesus' name. And we speak the favor of God over her that Jesus was punished for her and her mum to have peace and that by the wounds of Jesus she is healed. And Lord, so we thank you, God, that it is your will for her to be healed. You have paid the price for her healing and we receive it by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Jas, thank you so much for calling through. And of course, we won't know what the answer is immediately, but if there is a good report, would you feel free to give us a call and let us know. Jazz, thank you so much for being with us today on 2020. Let's continue to take some calls. Let's hear from Karen in South Australia. Hello, Karen. Welcome along. Hi, how are you? Good. Karen, what are your thoughts and do you have a question or a prayer request? What are your thoughts today? I just have a prayer request. Um, A couple of weeks ago, my um, best friend, she lost her her boy to a one-punch hit. And I just want to pray for the family. Just, I don't know. Wow. Uh, that's tough, isn't it? And it's devastating. Uh, let's, because this is an interesting thing too, because this takes us to a new level, because we're not just praying for something or for a particular need, but we're actually praying for a family here who are uh, no doubt in the grip of grief. Uh, Nick Watson, your thoughts for Karen, and then I'll get you to lead us in prayer too. Karen, can I just ask, uh, are your friends Christians um, or, uh, or not? Um, I'm, I'm not sure about the family side, but um, my friend isn't, no. Right, okay. Well, we you can see... believe there's something there, but yeah. 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 Okay, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And, uh, well, we can certainly pray for her. Thank you. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, we just ask your grace and mercy, Lord. You said that you are near to those in broken heart. And Lord, we know that you're near to this family. And we ask you, Lord, open their eyes, open their ears, open their hearts, open their minds, Lord, to receive the help and comfort of the Holy Spirit that your word promises. You are the comforter. And Lord, we just ask right now that they will not blame you for what happened, but they will turn to you. Lord, you're the one who wipes all tears from our eyes. You're a man of sorrows acquainted with grief. And Lord, you are able to step into this family and bring new life and bring new hope and to bring new peace. And Lord, so we call upon you, knowing that the throne of grace, the throne of mercy, the throne of help is always open. And Lord, so as we ask in Jesus' name, we expect and believe grace to be released over this family concerning their time of loss. Heal their hearts, Lord. Soothe their minds, Lord God. Father, help them to adjust to a new way of life they never expected, never wanted, and Lord, has been thrust upon them by this awful crime. Lord, we pray that you will help them to find their peace in the Prince of Peace. Jesus himself. And Lord, just help Karen, Lord, to be your instrument, your ambassador, Lord of love, Lord of uh, every good thing that she can be. And Lord, let her see that her prayers are being answered for people she cares about. In Jesus' name, amen. Karen from South Australia, thank you so much for calling through. It is a tragic thing that has happened Uh, Nick Watson, before we take another call, uh, some people will say, how can a loving God allow these things to happen? A one-punch attack, it's of not this young man's fault, uh, but something comes in and uh, completely derails a life, derails a family. And so where do you go in that except to prayer? And prayer here is a comfort Prayer here is a reinvigoration, a strengthening. Prayer here, and when we've got that two-way conversation, becomes God's encouragement to the heart uh, that this is not the end, uh, that it's not God's fault, but perhaps here even a realization that sin has consequences, and this is where a family's being impacted. And while I say that, let me ask you, uh, Nick Watson, uh, the protection for a family, the prayers for parents over their children, and their grandchildren. How, how powerful do you think uh, those those prayers for protection might be for families who might be uh, around the place uh, now and, and, and hoping that their children are safe even coming into this Christmas season? Absolutely. Uh, look, I think the reality of the Bible is that God does protect us. Uh, Psalm 91 is very famous uh, for the promises of protection. Psalm 121 also uh, is even more powerful in terms of 24-7 oversight protection from God. But like all prayers, we have to pray it in faith, uh, not just in hope or through some religious ritual. And we've had situations in our own family. My daughter was in a a terrible car accident uh, with my wife. The car was smashed in on three sides by a truck that changed lanes. And mercifully, neither my daughter or my wife were hurt uh, severely in that uh, accident. And I believe that was a demonstration of God's protection. But we need to pray in faith 
concerning that because the promise is there that God will protect his people. In terms of these life events, these evil, horrible life events that do happen, Jesus taught us in the Our Father prayer to pray, your will be done. Now, why would he ask us to pray God's will be done if God's will was always going to be done all the time? And the reality of it is he asks us to pray God's will be done because the will of man is also done on this earth and the will of Satan is also done on this earth. And so he taught us to pray that it will be God's will, not man's will and not Satan's will that is done on earth, in our lives, in our families, in our nations, etc. And so there's a lot of things that happen on this earth that are not the will of God. And I can assure you, a boy being lost to a one coward punch hit was not the will of God. We're taking calls 1-800-316-316. And I know that the lines are all full and we'll take as many calls as we can. I'll encourage listeners, uh, if you'd like prayer today, you can be in touch with Vision Prayer. The number is one 800 uh, pray for me. Uh, that's uh, vision prayer. Pray for me. Uh, also, you can simply go online and you can register a prayer request there. You might have something that is very important you want to bring before the Lord. You want someone to stand by you, to have a listening ear, to be concerned about your prayer need. You can go online at vision.org.au. Click on the link there for prayer and you'll be able to register your prayer request there. Nick, let's continue to take some calls. Wendy is in Logan in Queensland. Hello, Wendy. Welcome along. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to say that um, I've been sick most of my life, and um, at times I've had the elders pray for me, and it sort of healed me at that time. But I have a chronic condition, and every time, and I mean every time I pray for full healing, the Lord says to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And often when I'm in hospital and coughing my guts out, then I can witness and share the gospel anyway, and I can share God's love there. He's always got a plan, and so it does not mean that you have a lack of faith or that it is the Lord's will to heal every time. God's ways are higher than our ways, and his thoughts are higher than ours. And he has a purpose for everything. And if you're a Christian, all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So I think that we we can't say, yes, you'll be healed definitely every time. And if you don't, well, you've got a lack of faith because that isn't what the Bible says. And that isn't Paul was sick at one stage and preached the gospel to someone because he was ill. So we need to keep things in perspective. Yes, we can bring our needs before the Lord, and I do, you know, often. But we need to trust him whatever his will is in this broken world. And because Adam and Eve sinned, we're still living with that consequence, you know. And so we'll only have a perfect body, perfect world in heaven with Wendy, the Lord. Wendy, wonderful thoughts that you're uh, delivering here. Uh, response from Nick Watson. Yes, uh, Wendy, I'm, I uh, think you're a wonderful Christian to have the Lord's help uh, through a difficult situation of life, a chronic disease, whatever it is that you have, I do pray to the Lord that uh, he will help me to be his instrument for the healing of chronic 
diseases and uh, I have seen people healed of issues they've had 40 years, 30 years, 25 years, 12 years, 7 years, 9 years, whatever. Um, and uh, so it, a chronic disease can certainly be healed. Now, why some seem to be healed in an answer to a prayer and others don't, I believe you are a wonderful Christian witness the way you have described and uh, but I I would still be encouraging you to pursue healing I mean you may feel as God has said my grace is sufficient in your weakness I'm uh, I believe that is a Bible principle that did apply to Paul because he was so amazingly used by God and it was a way of keeping him humble, the Bible says. But I still think no matter how desperate a person's situation is, how long they've had the situation. I mean, Jesus healed someone that had been lame for 38 years. And uh, so when Jesus did suffer both punishment and then a sacrificial death, it does say that he suffered for everyone to be forgiven and everyone to be healed. Um, I, I believe those two things go together. And so uh, I think there is a grace that's needed when it doesn't happen. And I've had long-term situations that uh, I wished had gone differently that didn't. And I just had to leave those mysteries with God. And that's what we have to do. Uh, in all these type of situations, lean not to our own understanding, but trust in the Lord with all our heart. And so I, I really esteem you for being such a wonderful Christian. We don't want to give people false hope, but we do want to give them biblical hope. And the biblical hope is that uh, God will heal uh, people who look to him in faith and uh, have others agree with them in prayer and who persist uh, in that journey of healing and there are more ways than one through which God heals uh, in my book I've got a chapter on him and we've really got to pursue every one of those paths of healing uh, like taking communion every day and so on so anyway uh, Wendy thanks so much for your insight and the Lord bless you for the witness that you are I'm not a good sick person I you know I have to say I'm not a good witness when I'm sick uh, you know I just want someone to bring me a cup of tea and and stuff like that so so I really congratulate and esteem you and uh, and you set a challenge for all of us to be better Christians when life is not easy Wendy from Logan thank you so much for being part of 2020 today Time has run out, Nick Watson, and we are not going to be able to take those uh, callers who have been uh, waiting patiently. I do apologize for that. Uh, let me point you to Vision Prayer to have some prayer today, uh, vision.org.au forward slash prayer. Simply go onto the Vision website. You'll find a link there, and you'll be able to register your prayer request. You can call too on one 800 that's 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. Nick Watson, let me point people to, as well, to your website. Uh, your website is where people can get a hold of your books. Uh, the website, youcanprophesy.com. Is it .com.au? Or no, just, it's, it's just, just .com. It's just .com. And the, the email is the same, youcanprophesy at gmail.com. Okay, youcanprophesy.com, three books to draw attention to. Nick's latest book, God's Healing Belongs to You, the one that was his first book, You Can Prophesy, Supernatural, Simple, Safe, 
And the third one to mention, 34 faith lifters that bless and build believers. Nick Watson, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. Thank you so much, Neil, and God bless all those uh, who are listening. Great. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.